Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Bulletproof Dental Practice Podcast. It is me flying solo with my guest, Dr. Liesel. Hello. How are you? So Dr. Liesel and I tried to do this podcast for many times, and I realized that I should just do it in the office. We should be together, mm. and we should have some beer. 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 <laughs> it's called, I just love the way she says it. It's bear. A, it's bear. It's bear. So without any further ado, um, we're going to be having a bear. Or two. Or two. Cheers. 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 <laughs> Cheers. Cheers. There you go. This is complicated now to drink. It's okay. No, it's not that bad. No. So the reason why we have Dr. Lee Zellon, besides being a complete amazing badass doctor is um when i talk about the podcast we talk about the solopreneur the entrepreneur and the intrapreneur and um for those that haven't heard that podcast obviously we we know what an entrepreneur is an entrepreneur is a person that starts businesses and likes to build them and likes to scale them and really it's the love of the business and the love of the numbers and and growing and stuff like that and then solopreneur we know is the um, the single practitioner, the person that is the business. So it's their craft and they uh, they own the business. Think of like a single doctor practice or a single architect or something like that. And then we have the entrepreneur. I'm sorry, the intrapreneur. Ta-da! We're going to edit and put a light on you at the end. <laughs> exactly. Some sparkles. So the entrepreneur is someone that takes it upon themselves to scale their own business, their own personal brand identity and their practice within the framework of a larger business. And when I think of an entrepreneur, the perfect definition for me is you. And the reason why I say that is because you've taken upon yourself to, you know, you were a dentist for 10 years, almost 10 years. Mm-hmm. You know, and when we got together almost two years ago, I was like, you know, you, you had a very specific idea of what type of dentistry you wanted to practice. Your imagination and, and your understanding of the field was set. Mm-hmm. And then you come here and you're like, oh, wow, okay, dentistry could be this plus this plus this. Mm-hmm. And you start to see what other people are doing and you reinvent yourself. Yeah. And you're like, I'm going to take on additional courses and I'm going to learn. I'm going to take it upon myself. I'm going to follow these people on Instagram, see what they're doing. And you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to start my own Instagram page. That's not just the mommy Lizelle and the wife Lizelle and the mm-hmm. traveling Lizelle, but I'm going to do one that's Dr. Lizelle. Yeah. And that has grown. Oh my God. Where are we at? Um, 40 something. I think it's 47,000 followers, 47, which is freaking ridiculous. That's cuckoo bananas. That's cuckoo bananas, by the way. And the cool thing about that um, is, yeah, 47,400 followers. You should, you should be pay more attention. It's a big I know, deal. I know. Hashtag big deal. <laughs> and on the Instagram page, I, I encourage you all to check it out at Dr. Liesel, D-R-L-I-S-E-L. Um, she focuses on, you know, obviously being a mom, uh, being a wife, being an amazing human being, but also her dentistry and your dentistry is outstanding and it's working because, you know, you start this thing and now patients are understanding who you are. And I have so many patients that call me and say like, Oh my God, it's so funny. I, you know, I know you have this awesome practice and blah, 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 but I never really wanted to, you know, go there because I like my dentist. And then I found this Zumba instructor oh yeah there's that too <laughs> there's that too right yeah yeah why not <laughs> why not that is in my network and i went up following her and i find out she's a dentist and now i'm coming i'm making an appointment with her yeah so 
it's just incredible because there's a, there's a narrative that's out there that says, I'm an associate in a practice. And yes, I would love to go to the Bulletproof Summit. Or yes, I would love to go to um, Spear or Strup or one of these CE courses. But, you know, I'm an associate. So like if, if I own my own practice, I would do that. But it's amazing to see the growth of your own practice, how quickly your growth has happened because of all the effort that you've put in. And it's really cool. You know, I would say it's not just me. I think it's where I am too. I feel oh, yeah, like, sure. you know, this practice has definitely fostered that because yeah. it depends on where you are for sure. So thanks for that. Thanks for fostering. Yeah. For fostering me. Yeah, I didn't realize that you were fostered, but yeah, no, but it's tr- <laughs> it is true. It is the environment. And you recognize that you said, okay, I was practicing in uh, Massachusetts and it was a, uh, you know, a bedroom community, probably Boston. And most of those people just want like restorative dentistry. And then Mm -hmm. you come in here like, okay, well, wow, that that person is getting their life transformed. I want to be part of that. And then I just remember like, you know, once you do that, once you start doing life transformational dentistry, it's, it's obviously very hard. Mm -hmm. It's very difficult. You're dealing with not just the teeth, but the whole human being. And Mm -hmm. sometimes that's very difficult, Mm -hmm. but it's highly rewarding personally. Yeah. And um, I just love how you adopted all that you're doing. It's really cool. So let's go back to um, life before here, life before you moved to Florida. Okay. Um, talk to me about your dental career and what it was like back then in Massachusetts. What were you doing? What was, what was your view of dentistry? What did you want to do? All that stuff. Normal, normal, I say normal stuff. So, you know, fillings, crowns, um, definitely not any full mouth stuff because I would just refer all of that to the prosthodontist. Was there a prosthodontist in the practice? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. There was a, she was great. You know, she's wonderful, but I never thought that I should or would do those kinds of transformations because number one, I didn't feel trained in it. Number two, I guess I was always taught in school, like, okay, you, you're a general dentist. This is what you do. Okay. You know, then you go and you specialize and actually funny enough. So I went to Penn. Penn is, you know, a wonderful school. Amazing but, school. Yeah. They really, though, they want you to specialize. And I didn't. And everybody's like, what, what the hell are you doing? Why aren't you specializing? When you say they wanted you to specialize, you felt like pressure mm-hmm. from the school itself to be like, you should specialize? I did. And no offense to anybody, you know, from Penn watching this, but and that was at that time. But I didn't do a GPR. I didn't do anything after. I was like, I feel like I'm ready to work. I'm going to go work. And my professors, they're like, what are you doing? Yeah, because you're top of the class come loudy right so oh god we always had this so i haven't brought it up in a long time i always get corrected by you yeah i can never get that right it's it's a it's a genre of come loudy though yeah it's just summa it's just more important right well it's it's what's uh, the one above summa nothing oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay so you're the highest of the cum laudes yes is there one below magna oh i was in my mind yeah. not being a latin expert Magna sounds stronger to me. I mean, it does. Like, it sounds like Transformer, like, yeah. yeah. Like but, Suma is like, oh, you're a little Suma. But you know, but. No, I'm just, I'm just saying the way it sounds to me. <laughs> yeah. Magna is like, that's the big deal. But Suma, like the summit. Yeah. The summit. Okay, got it. You know? Like you, yeah. so, so go back. So you're, you're back in Penn. Yeah. And everybody's like, you're top of the class, literally top of the class. What are you doing? Why are you squandering the opportunities that are available to you? Is that what the vibe was? Yeah. And I guess they felt they're like, you know. Everybody should go specialize. They should do something to make sure that they're ready, let's say, ready to practice. I felt ready, though. And I was like, well, then why isn't dental school longer? It's four years. Like, am I not ready after these four years? Sure. 
And I'm glad that's what I did because I feel like I got more training working. Yeah. You know, learning in the real world. Like I threw myself in the pool. You throw yourself in the pool and it's sink or swim. Sure. And I'm a swimmer. Yeah, you are. You know, I think some people, I think it's, you're also discrediting yourself to some degree in that you are um, the type of person that values learning. Mm -hmm. You're curious, you want to know it, you see things, you want to learn them. So I think for the a person like you, mm -hmm. yes, jump right out, go swim. Some people actually benefit from that structure. Um, and that continued learning. I, I think the most dangerous thing that any of us can do, including in my position, is be like, I know it. I got it. Yeah. You know, I think that's a danger zone. Absolutely. Not, and I think if you rewind back to my own career path, when I started this practice, I felt maybe 10 years ago that I knew everything about group practice and how to run it. I felt really confident. And now I'm so much less confident and so much happier so yeah. it's funny how you get less confident and more happy at the yeah. same time sometimes at least that's happened for me but um I do believe that um there's obviously a business narrative to specialty um and the school is existing to make money and uh I I felt the same way when I was at Tufts and I love Tufts and University of Pennsylvania Tufts are probably amongst the finest institutions. They're amazing. Mm -hmm. So no, nothing to knock there. I'm very proud of the education I got. I'm very proud of the education you got. Um, but I do believe that there is a democratization of education. When I went to school 140 years ago, um, you know, in order for me to be trained in ortho, yeah. and this was a legit type of barrier to entry. I had to bend my name in wire and have it lay flat on a glass block. Mm -hmm. So somehow, like, if I could do that, I was fit to move teeth. Yeah. And then, you know, obviously, clear aligners come along, and those line candidate, all those guys come along. And now there's a way that we can just drag it with a mouse, and then the aligners create that. Mm -hmm. So um, I do believe that education has been, like, decentralized, democratized. You can actually get a prosthodontic training, the level of prosthodontic training on your own. Mm -hmm. And cater to what you want. Maybe skip the whole elaborate, like, you know, ERA attachments and all that stuff that no one's really doing as much of. And mm -hmm. it's, it's, I think you can have it your way. Whereas when I graduated, I think it was a little bit more one size fits all. There was not podcasts or YouTube channels and things like that. We actually had to go out and pay for it. So I think it's a really cool time to be in dentistry and you can do it all. I mean, look at Dr. Give a shout out to Dr. Alfredo learning implants yeah. at this point, Yeah, you know, and I think it's just really cool. And technology helps you so much having CBCT and all that. Um, it's a really cool time to be a dentistry and it's really whatever you want it to be. And, and I think you're a testament to having one understanding of what dentistry could be and then literally flipping it on its head. So I know I took up a lot of oxygen, but I allowed you to have a <laughs> sip of beer, sip of beer. I did. Yeah. So we're in, so we left school, going back to your story. We yeah, left we left school. We practiced in Philadelphia for a little bit. Okay. Um, and then we moved to Massachusetts. Okay. Because that's where my husband's from. Okay. Um, and then I practiced there for a few years. And um, it was like a group practice. Uh, was not, it, there was prosto in there? How many there others? There was pros, there was ortho, and there was pedo. Okay, got it. So you're not doing any aligners? No, no. You're not doing any prost? Nope. So it was a little territorial. Um, I wouldn't say that. I just, I feel like everybody kind of knew their lane and stayed in it. Yeah. That's you know? called having territories. 
<laughs> well, that's I'm not what saying it, they stole yeah. it. They didn't invade your territory. Yeah. But you stayed in your zone and I stay in mine. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. So Got I wouldn't it. do any pedo, you know, I wouldn't do any ortho, nothing like that. I didn't have the need to. Got it. They were all in the same building. Got it. Yeah. So was Prosto doing like cosmetic cases as well? Yeah. Okay. So yeah. people coming in wanting like veneers that just went to Prosto? Exactly. Got it. Exactly. So how long in that environment? Two years. Okay. Yeah, two years there. That's it? And then it was here? Yeah. Okay. We didn't stay that long in Massachusetts. Okay, got it. In my mind, it was like, yeah. so 10 years total dentistry. What year did you graduate school? 2012. 2012. Okay, so it's coming up on 10 years. 10 years, yeah. Okay, got it. Cool. Yeah. Okay, stop what you're doing. The Bulletproof Summit is coming at you June 3rd and 4th at the Grand Hyatt in Nashville. The Grand Hyatt is located in the Gulch, which as most of you know is the best area of Nash Vegas. So we'll be featuring new, never done before Bulletproof tracks for doctors, team, and hygienists. There's going to be some VIP tickets available. But book by May 2nd, and you can receive some group discounts for your team. Prices will also go up for the last 50 tickets. And tickets are already half gone for this event, and it will sell out like all previous years. This is the biggest no-brainer in dentistry. If you want to elevate yourself, your team, and your practice, check it out. BulletproofSummit.com. We'll see you there. So what happens when you get here? Like, help me through your process, because... We interviewed COVID's going on. Um, you're like, this is the type of dentistry I like to do. I'm like, cool. We have a need for it. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy with what, you know, quadrant dentistry, fillings and crowns. Very cool. Yeah. You come here. What happened? Well, I came here. I started here. And I always remember it was after our first doctor meeting. And everybody was doing all this cool stuff. And I went home. I'm like, what the shit am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm so late. What's going on? <laughs> so I think it was that week. I'm like, man. I need to get my shit together. Really? Yeah. It was after the doctor meeting because everybody was doing cool stuff. And I'm like, well, I can't just, you know me, I'm competitive. Right. Oh, I didn't realize it was born out of that. Yeah. Oh, that's cool to know. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I hope I didn't, I didn't put any, did I put any of that on you? No pressure. Okay, good. No, no pressure. But Because like quadrant dentistry has a place in this practice. Yeah. But I felt like everyone had something a little extra they were doing. And I was just, you know, like. Everybody was like, you know, a spicy, a spicy chicken sandwich, a cheesy chicken sandwich. And I was like, just a dry, plain chicken sandwich. Yeah, no, dry. That's, a, that's a good analogy for you me being I mean? a chicken fill. I appreciate the yeah, I, personal That's analogy. exactly what I thought about. I was like, I need some pickles or something, yeah. some sauce. Yeah. I need some sauce. So I went and I got some sauce. I okay. called what my, was the first sauce? So <laughs> my, um, I called my friend, um, yeah. Wissam, Dr. Wissam. Okay. I went to school with him. He actually um, teaches with Nash. Okay, Dr. cool. Nash. Oh, I didn't know this. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad we're doing this. I told you I'm an onion. Yeah, I'm like, we're, we're at the yeah. first level, but no crying. There, no, no. Okay. Um, so I said, um, let me know what you did. Yeah. What did you do to become this really good aesthetic dentist? Like, what do I have to do? Tell me all the courses I have to do. So he gave me a list of all the courses I had to do. And I signed up for a bunch of them. I signed up for Nash. Remember, I told you yeah, that day. I signed up for Nash. I signed up for Strep and Brum. I signed up for, I actually did sign up for Aesthetic Advantage, cool. but I ended up not going because they changed the format because of COVID. Okay. So I want to do that at some point. Okay. And then um, I also did Dr. Dean's course. Yeah, the Fiatus. The, yeah. yeah, the FMR one. Oh, cool. But I remember that day, I was like, oh, guess what I did? You're like, what? I said, well, I signed up for all these things. And you're like, 
Oh. <laughs> what did I say? It's okay. You can help me. You're like, you know what you just did? You went from being a $1 million to a $2 million provider. Yes. You, you <laughs> really said that? Yeah, that's what she said. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad I said that. But it was born out of that meeting and born out of kind of seeing what everyone else here was doing. Because I think in a way, number one, I said, you know, I can't be the only one just not doing anything. Number two, I said, there's, it was inspirational because there was a possibility for me to do things. These, these other doctors are amazing and they're GPs. I have a GP. I can do this stuff too. Good for you. I didn't realize that before I came here. I thought I had to stay in my lane. And then I realized that the world is my highway. Exactly. I love that. Did you just? Yes, I did. Oh, I love that. Can we patent it, please? Yeah, well, it's yours. Yeah, the world is my highway. Lisa, I love this because there's people listening to this right now Mm -hmm. that are where you were, that don't, that just have a limiting belief system Mm -hmm. that it's just not what I'm supposed to do, or Mm -hmm. I can't do it. Mm -hmm. And for you to go and have this transformation Mm -hmm. at like eight years into your career, you know, maybe there's somebody out there that's like, you know, four years into the career or 20 years into their career. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's so cool that you took it upon yourself to expand your identity in service to patients, which is cool. Yeah. It's really, you know, I get like a high off of transforming people because yeah. it's it's not just the teeth it's their mind too they change yeah, like they change the yeah d and then our other little um yeah, our friend, other yeah. friend who looks wonderful she looks, so she looks so good she texted me the other day she's like i just want to let you know i miss you <laughs> yeah you're like okay <laughs> i said i miss you no she's she's wormed her way into yeah, my heart good she did she did you say wormed it <laughs> yeah because i mean she ate, yeah, like ate her way in there she did yeah she did no, but if you go to your Instagram page, the results are awesome and the transformation, seeing it all and watching. I mean, it's, it hasn't been that long. Yeah. It's not even two years. Right. And look at the transformation, the level of dentistry. Yeah. You're, you're learning at such a high rate. So it's really, obviously, I appreciate the compliment about the environment and seeing it and the fostering, but it's, I just want you to recognize how special it is for that you did it. Hmm. You know, there's been providers that um, have not gone through that level of transformation in such a quick amount of time. And it's just really a big testament to you. And I'm just really proud of you. Thank you. And it's really cool. Thank you. And going from a $1 million to $2 million provider is cool, <laughs> but money is just a measurement of transforming lives and doing more stuff and providing more value. So mm-hmm. um, it is cool. And I know the numbers you're doing and it is, it's, it's astounding because mm-hmm. you're only a three day a weeker, which yeah. is awesome. Um, but, uh, that's so cool. So when, uh, so what's the future, what's future, what's Dr. Lizel 3.0? 3.0. Um, I think doing more complex cases, more fMRIs, more aesthetics, uh, combining Invisalign with it. Yeah. You're killing it in Invisalign. And really like trying to get, um, high profile people. Sure. You've done a good job patients. with that. That's been good. Yeah. But trying to get more. Cool. Like I want to be, I want to be known. Yeah, you I know? agree with that. That's that's my goal. And educating people, like educating. That's what I use Instagram for as well. Education. Yeah. Um. I think there's a real lack of understanding about what dentistry can do. Mm-hmm. I like your last post. Like less is more. I came running over to you. I'm like, what did you do? It was yeah. literally your last post. I'm like, what yeah. is this? Like, I I couldn't understand it. And you're like, all I I'm like this one. Yeah. The, the very last post from uh, one day ago was um, 
a little Invisalign magic and whitening. I'm like, yeah, not so much. You did something there. Like you left something off the description. You're like, no, I just polished it. No, I did. I That's awesome. It. It's so good. Yeah. I love that. She's happy. Yeah, I would be too. Yeah. You know what else I want to do? I've started on the Instagram. Um, I'm kind of rolling with this idea, like interviewing people as well. So I'm trying to. Didn't you do a live on Monday night? I did a live on Monday. Who was that with? It was with Dr. Patrick Lolo. He's cool. a pediatric dentist down in Miami. Cool. So I did a live with him. I've done a few lives. I did a live with Dr. Rachel Beebe. She's in Seattle. Um, I did a live with Chanelli, who's in Trinidad. Yeah. My next goal is like, I just want to shout out to Chanelli. She's a fan. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah she's, she might even listen to this. <laughs> yeah, but I just want to start doing that. It's funny, Myra. She's like, look at this house. <laughs> Be an Oprah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what you I'm... You get a car. Yeah. I get a car you... to become Oprah. <laughs> what car? kind? Uh, Ford F-250 okay. diesel. Okay. Yeah, like we'll what you'd probably like. We'll remember this conversation. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, that's that's the goal. Just trying to find ways to grow in that way as well, because that's also about education educating people on the page, educating patients, because we, I feel like we as providers forget what people actually do know. We assume that they know what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And we forget that for us, it's like when we go to the mechanic or maybe when I go to the mechanic and they're like, you need blah, 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 blah. And I, I don't know what you mean or why break it down to me, you know? So in addition, like when I see a patient in the chair, I try and break it down for them into their language, but on the page too, I try and break things down so that people have a clear understanding of dentistry and its potential. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a very misunderstood industry. And um, there's a lot of, you know, dental influencers that are really focused on kind of, I don't want to say it the wrong way, but like really focused on showing the results to other dentists. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I love about your Instagram and the results you're showing to your, your audience is a patient. Yeah. There are dentists that follow you and many yeah. because they're seeing it's, it's for both. But you know, when you start showing this prepped teeth yeah. and those patients are like, Oh, I love the veneers. And they see those preps like, Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what? Yeah. I didn't really, you're going to do that to my teeth. Like, yeah. You know? And I would gently shape them. But <laughs> so I love that you picked your audience. And I think a lot of people don't, really readily understand their audience like who are you trying to who are you trying to go after you're trying mm-hmm. to go after the patient and helping them understand dentistry you're trying to you know go after the dentist yeah. i think it's a, a wise decision that you made to go after the patient because it's just such a bigger audience and right. dentists will follow you too right and it's cool. fun it's fun to have people really kind of comment and be like oh i didn't know this was possible i have teeth like this i didn't know we could do this oh yeah i repost your stuff i get tons of comments thank you like yeah. what how did she do that i'm like oh go ask her Right. Yeah. But yeah. Th- that people widely don't understand it. And cosmetic dentistry has a bad rap too, because people are really afraid of that. Like something about Mary look where you go in, you never had a diagnostic wax up, you go in, your temper is exactly like what they used to have. And then the final version is, you know, completely a surprise to them. Mm-hmm. And it's, I think very frequently, that's the most common route that patients experience cosmetic dentistry. Yeah. They have no idea and surprise, hope you yeah. like your teeth. Yeah. And that's unfortunate because we know a better way to do it. Right. It's not such a shock value. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Another thing I want to touch on as well with the whole entrepreneurship is, you know, you're growing your own business, business, let's say you're growing your own um, patient base. But I think a key point in really um, making a name for yourself and spreading your name by word of mouth among patients is to have the patient like you. 
Yes. I think that's really important. Yes. Um, because if they like you, they're going to talk about you. And if they don't like you, they're going to talk about you too. Yes. So you want them to talk about you and they like you. Um, and I think the more they like you, the more that they'll refer friends, refer family, and then you'll be able to build your business that way. I agree you know, with that. I agree with that. There's all these, there's Instagram, there's this, there's that. But I feel like word of mouth is the strongest. The strongest. Because sure. people look at reviews. They look at reviews too. You know, is this person good? What did this person say? I go on Amazon. I buy products. I look at reviews to see yeah. if I want it. I'll be in like Home Depot and buy a product and go to Amazon just to check the review. I'm going to buy it at Home Depot. Right. Because I'm there and I need it right now. Yeah. But I'll be like pulling up Amazon just to see which product I like yeah. better. Like even something that's small. Never mind my right. mouth. Yeah. And if you see that it's trash, you're not going to buy it. Sure. You know, so if someone has come to see me and I've done work on them, I always follow up. I think that's so important. Yeah. Like follow up, ask them how they're doing, try and remember little things about them. Like, oh, how's your sister? How's your mom? Oh, fine. Like they feel like they're yeah. a person and not just a number. So people oftentimes yeah. will ask Peter and I, what's the single greatest hack to grow your practice? What's the single greatest marketing hack? Mm -hmm. What's the one thing you'd recommend? What's the one service or one thing? And people are expecting like, incorporate videography or yeah. like, you know, have a coffee machine or some sort of like elaborate service. Mm -hmm. And it's always the same thing for Peter and I, it's a post-op call. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, what it takes to do maybe five minutes, maybe less, yeah. but it's the single greatest thing. And my dad instilled that in me. My dad did that. I did that with everybody, but I think, you know, mm -hmm. that if we could impart one thing to the person that's aspiring to build their own business, whatever paradigm or practice, model they're in that's the single greatest thing yeah because people then they always think you remember care. that and because they know what you happens, care. but what happens if you don't is the bite's a little high they talk to their best friend whose grandfather's best friend was a dentist oh yeah and they're like you know i i tapped out on my teeth and it hurts oh you need a root canal they probably screwed it up uh, versus like the post-operative call like hey, my bite's a little high no big deal yeah see you on wednesday exactly five minutes totally normal yeah they don't have to go to like webmd and like research all that crap exactly but it's huge yeah that's awesome. Yeah, but I think that when you when we think about what makes the perfect dentist, unfortunately, we have a human attached to our result, the patient. Mm -hmm. So you have to be really clinically good at what you do. Yeah. Patients can't readily tell. They just know that you're nice. You didn't hurt them. You have to be diagnostically savvy so that you're diagnosing the proper amount of dentistry. Mm -hmm. And the trifecta is you need to be a nice, connected human being. Yeah. And um, I know that every time, like... I would always come to you like whenever we'd meet somebody, you'd always say the same thing. Like that was a tough nut to crack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was your favorite thing. So can we talk about your Christmas present? My nutcracker. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought Dr. Lizelle a nutcracker. Yeah, I have it. But um, that's funny that, you know, a lot of the patients that we have here in this practice, you know, higher profile, sometimes a little bit more demanding. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it's cool. Some of the more, and I won't drop any names, but I um, really find it interesting that, one of the most famous patients has become your friend, which is super cool. If you're listening, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's awesome. That's <laughs> true. Yeah. It's an awesome, awesome human being, awesome family. So I'm happy with that. They're um, wonderful. They're very kind. Yeah. yeah. But I do believe like too, and I want to touch on this as well. If those that are in an associateship are refining their craft and want to practice at a certain type of dentistry mm -hmm. and want to go through the type of courses that Dr. Lizelle went through and are on their path to doing that, you have to choose a practice that suits 
the type of dentistry you wish to do. And the opposite is the same. If you've done the FMRs and all stuff, you're like, I just don't want to deal with all that pressure. Mm -hmm. I want to be a, like, I hate this word, but like bread and butter dentist. And I just want to like, not worry about this stuff. Choose the practice you want to find too. Yeah. Because you can educate yourself and have the skill set. But if the practice is not at the profile that's going to attract patients to do the higher end procedures, you're not really going to be able to execute. Location, 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 team, yep. you know, we, we've got a great team and I want to acknowledge you for also, you know, there's a fourth factor. So we talked about diagnosis, hand skills, personality, leadership, mm-hmm. the fourth factor, leadership, um, you know, I want to acknowledge your leadership because, uh, you know, look at what you've been able to create for the team and, and, you know, we, we, you know, we'll give a shout out to Tamika. Um, yes, Tamika, Tamika has been in the organization <laughs> four and a half years. Yeah. We have a pipeline program where you come into sterilization, then you move on to hygiene, a hygiene assistant. And the hope is that at a certain point you'll graduate and move on to being a dental assistant. Yeah. And for Tamika, she was really comfortable and valued in the hygiene department. And it was A-Rod, Ashley, who suggested that Tamika mm-hmm. come and be your assistant. And mm-hmm. you had gone through some, um, some shifting in your assistant, um, uh, that you had, mm-hmm. And we had this opening and I remember saying to Erica, I'm like, if there's one person that can make Tamika into an assistant, like one person that can encourage her and nurture her to want to do it, it's going to be Dr. Lizelle. And I remember the emoji I sent because Erica's like, okay, Tamika's up about <laughs> on Monday and I put the emoji of home run. Yeah. And that was, you know, not that long ago. It was like eight months ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, look at the yeah. learning that she's done and the encouragement that you've given her. So it's not just the value you add with your handpiece. Pardon me. It's really the value you add beyond the handpiece. And um, that's what I most appreciate about you. And that's why I consider you the ultimate entrepreneur, because you shouldn't just exist to nurture yourself and your own results, but you should cultivate the team around you. And um, that's exactly what you do and why I wanted you to have, why I wanted you to be on this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So entrepreneur points, we have, you know, cultivate your team. This is my L of 10. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm an L of one. Yeah. By the way, we're talking about culture next for those of you who don't know. So, Lise, are you really a 10? I'm a 10. Holy smoke. So, we are exactly opposite. Mm-hmm. So, Dr. Lizelle's personality is one plus one equals two. <laughs> My personality is like, yeah, it just doesn't feel right. Uh, yeah. I hear you, but it doesn't feel right. You discuss why one plus one equals two okay, and so the let's possibilities. Go, let's go of... through the L of 10. So, number one, <laughs> to be a successful entrepreneur. Right. Um, Cultivate the team. I think find somewhere that will help you achieve your goal. Sure. Uh, Number two, um, find a team that will help you achieve uh, that goal. Uh, Do the required education courses that you need to, to achieve, you know, that. And uh, patient um, interaction. Patient interaction is definitely important. Um, And then the fifth one, be a leader. Yeah, for sure. Right. And the definition that I love most about being a leader is if your actions or words inspire people to become more because of you, you're a leader. Right. So it's not that, you know, we all have different ideas and preconceptions of leadership, but it's just simply if you're inspiring people to become better, Mm -hmm. you're a leader. Yeah. So I feel like we're very lucky here because I feel like people in this practice do that. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. But I love what I love what you said. That's that's great. I'm glad I'm glad you have the complimentary um, logic to my uh, my yeah. L of one. Yeah. So just in full disclosure, it is widely known amongst the culture index that you never should hire an L of one. 
Oh, really? Because we're too much of a basket case. <laughs> so all my elves and Brittany's an L of one too, by the she way. She is, yeah. 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 So we have some awesome L's of one. Yeah. Our L of, L of one gang L of is ones. strong. L's of ones. So that's awesome. That's yeah. super awesome. So anything else? Hustle. Hustle hard. Hustle hard. Yeah. Bring those business cards. Dish those business cards out. Yeah, you just have you have a great yeah. gift. Everywhere we go, Lizelle <laughs> leaves in her wake a, a wake of friends. <laughs> a wake of friends. <laughs> Shout out Sunset Sushi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out Hamakase. <laughs> you know what? I'm like I'm like Binks. I have my cat is Binks. Binks. Yeah, we don't get along. Her cat and I. Sorry. Yeah, that's what you think. Binks. Well, will... she just she dominated me. He. Okay. And he will make you I love him. I just misgendered your cat. I'm so sorry. You did. He oh, will okay. make you love him. He will He will work his way. He took Saisha's dress, though, and did something weird to it. No, it? he didn't. It's just his clothes. He's a cat. Anyway, my point is. Aren't you supposed to declaw cats? I can't. Hold on. My train of thought, I'm losing I'm sorry, it. Sorry. I'm losing it. What was I saying now? I don't remember. You said everywhere you go, you leave business, You leave a wake of connections. And you said, I'm just like Binks. Yes. You have to. You have to work on it. So actually, at another team meeting we had, um, pardon me if I get the name wrong, Tough, Tough, Chris, Chris Tough, Chris Tough had yeah. said something about um, basically like kind of similar to knocking a wall down and you just keep chipping away at it. Yeah. So unintentionally, you just keep chipping away to like check in with the person, yeah. see how they're doing, add them on social media like their post make sure they know you exist yeah you know and then in that way if you're meant to become friends or speak yeah and you know become close it's gonna happen yeah if you're not then you're not but if they don't know you exist how can they be friends with you that's true you know what i mean i think there's one more thing that you do as well you're a genuine caring and kind person so we can look at this that what you just said as a hack and it is a hack, but it's backed up with your genuine, you know, you're a friend to these people. Yeah. You know, you're not looking, you know, I just want the listener to hear that is not, it's not a hack. It's not a social climb. You are right. a good friend and you build friendships. And like immediately when you came here, it's like, when can we go to dinner? When have you over the house? Like, you know, you're, t- you're pinging Saisha. We're going to have this thing. We're going to, you like to build relationships. It's because I'm an only child. It's who you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's like, why. I, I don't have siblings. Be my friend. <laughs> exactly. Are we friends? That's why. Enough Did we just me. become best friends? How do, you, how do you feel about me? Nothing about me. <laughs> What's your social? Is your social dot high? What? Is it? Oh, no, you're below the line. You're, um, I think, I think that's what, I think you're social dot. You're selectively sure. extroverted, I believe. Yeah. You're selective. Because sometimes I like, you know, my alone time. Yeah, for Once sure. Once again, I'm an only child. I like my space. Yeah. Well, you, you know? got a lot going on, you know, yeah. wife, dentist, influencer, Zumba instructor. Mom. Mom, most importantly. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot going on. I always yeah. say that we talked about this before. It's very difficult. I think that, um the female dentists have it a little bit more difficult. There's still a bias out there. We have not reached the point where it's not biased, but you know, I think men get a pass about being at work at 620 and and gunning. Like if you think about what a woman needs to be, it's like perfect mom, perfect this, this and that, you know? Yeah. You have to balance it all. Like what does a man have to do? Protect, provide. Mm Mm-hmm. Two things, maybe three, mm-hmm. and then I just think so. I I appreciate that, and I 
I always look at, you know, the, the, and we have a really predominantly female office. Yeah, we do. Doctors and team. Like mm-hmm. we work amongst. Doctors is sign a balance. It's sign a balance now with the doctors. Interesting. Think of it. Yeah. It's sign a get equal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Equal but then if you incorporate the entire team, we're probably like 85% women. Yeah. Yeah. And I love it. Mm-hmm. I love it. I mean, I think it's great because I think there's a, I think, you know, I have my own biases here too, but I do believe that there's a nurturing, natural nurturing instinct. And a lot of people are so afraid of dentistry yeah. that having a female dentist can be the bridge for most people because most of us were nurtured by a, a woman at one point in our life. So. Yeah. yeah. I see where you're going with that. Yeah. I we can, we can edit that whole part out too. But... <laughs> can we? No, no, <laughs> no, we're not. No, but I just think it's, yeah. I just think it's especially, um, I'm especially, um, ad, uh, I have a special admiration for the female dentists that are balancing everything. I think it's especially challenging for them to get it all right. You should do a podcast on that for, um, women's history month. It's That'd March. be great. March is women's, women's history month. I think. Wonderful. You should do a podcast on that. I would love to. Will you do it with me? Yeah. That'd be great. You can, can you do like more than one person? Yeah, we could do like 10 people. Yeah. Do yeah. Myra. Myra has a baby. You know, yeah. do Brittany. Like get yeah. all all sides. For sure. I think that would be neat. I think it would be neat too. Yeah. Well, I really appreciate your time. You barely had your beer. It's this whole microphone thing. You know what I mean? You know like, what? I, I feel like people are going to hear me sipping. No, they won't. No. They won't. We, we, Brittany and I tested this out. You don't hear the sipping. Oh, really? Have a nice big sip while I take this portion of the... Plus, I'm not, a, I'm not a very eloquent drinker. Like, I, I take big gulps and then go, I look Go like for it. A... No one's looking at you. I'm occupying the camera. I wanted to um, just say I appreciate you doing this. I know that um, you took time away from the family to get this done, but I, I really felt strongly about using you as an example for those that are feeling um, that, that dialogue of, like, I'm trapped, I'm just an associate, I can't do this. It's yeah. not true. You own your own destiny. And I really believe that um, having the ability to be in an environment where you can actually do well and earn and not have to um, worry about some of the other stuff that goes on is really productive. Yeah. Like had I found a practice that met my needs and was this amazing place and had great team, no worries. I would love to hook my wagon, hitch my wagon onto that. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately for me, there was nothing that I couldn't find something. Um, so I felt like I had to build it myself, but, um, well, I'm glad you did. Yeah. I'm glad I did too, but it's, um, it's definitely, uh, a lot of work outside of just the dentistry and, um, yeah. um, but I, but I love what I do and I love being around people and having people like you on the path is makes it all rewarding. Gracias. De nada. Gracias, <laughs> a, gracias for you too. Oh gosh. <laughs> I think it's gracias a T, but anyway, yeah. if you liked what we had to say, um please leave comments please as peter likes to say smash the like button a subscribe button smash that's it. what he says yeah okay. and uh please go follow my dear friend dr lizelle great content and uh great tips and someone who's really walking the path and, and doing it right and loves dentistry and loves to help so connect with her yeah and i appreciate you doing this thanks for having me of i course. appreciate it awesome. <laughs> take care everybody bye